Hey kids, and welcome to Papa's Bible Stories. For each episode, I pick a Bible story to talk to my kids about. I have a beautiful son, Jacob, who is 10, and a beautiful daughter, Leah, who is 7. And these stories are for them. But even though these stories are for my kids, Jacob, Leah, and I would love it if you decided to join us. So what do you say? Let's get started. Okay, so today's episode is going to be a bonus episode. And just like the last time we did a bonus episode, this one is going to be a little bit different. Again, we're going to be exploring a topic. Because while there are lots of stories in the Bible, the Bible isn't just stories. Many things in the Bible are more like topics and ideas. And sometimes, in order to understand certain stories properly we need to stop and understand the topic first, which is what we're going to do in this episode. And again, just like last time, Mama is going to give me a hand. Now, last time, Mama came on as an expert, but this time we're going to do it a little bit differently. This time, Mama is going to help me talk through things because, you know, Mama's really good at that too. And so, with no further ado, Hello, Mama, and welcome to Papa's Bible Stories. Well, thank you, Papa. Thank you for having me. And thanks for coming back. I need your help, Mama. There's a topic that we need to talk about to the kidzos. Well, okay, no problem. What's the topic that you want to talk about? Well, it's a tough one. You see, we're at the point in our story where the Israelites are about to invade Canaan. And once they do... They're going to be doing a lot of killing. And it's something that a lot of people have a hard time dealing with. Yes, that is a tough topic. So, where do we begin? Well, let's kind of back up a bit to see what's happening. The Israelites had been slaves in Egypt for a long time. And then along comes Moses and says to them, Hey guys, it's time to get out of Egypt. Remember when God promised Abraham that his descendants would inherit Canaan? Yeah, well... Get packed, because the time is now, and we're going to Canaan. But there was a problem, and this is part of the problem that some people have with this. There were already people living in Canaan, and these people had been living in Canaan for a long time. Mama, do you remember the report that the ten spies gave when they spied out Canaan? Can you... Maybe read for us Numbers chapter 12, verses 28 to 29, and help us all remember? For sure. All right, so Numbers chapter 12, verse 28 to 29 reads, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Okay, thanks, Mama. So, who was already in Canaan before the Israelites got there? Okay, well, let's see. The Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites. Right. Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, all the ites. 
And actually, there were a few others that the spies hadn't seen, the Parasites and the Hivites. So, Mama, what question would people kind of naturally ask here? Well, I guess, why was God sending the Israelites to a place where there were already a lot of people? Exactly. Why was God sending the Israelites to a place where a lot of people already lived? People kind of look at this and maybe think, you know, invading a place where other people live? Well, that's not very nice. People kind of frown on invading other countries these days. To bring it home, it would kind of be like as if one day we woke up and randomly there were a bunch of uninvited strangers camping in our yard. You know, tents everywhere, maybe all having campfires, stuff piled everywhere, playing with your stuff. Now, would that be very nice? No, of course not. Exactly. But that's basically what God was sending the Israelites to do, to go live in someone else's yard. Except, you know, it was an entire country, not a yard. So yeah, why was God doing that? But actually, it gets even worse than that. Another part of the problem is that God wasn't just sending the Israelites to go live where the people of Canaan were already living, but God was sending the Israelites to destroy the people living in Canaan. Mama, can you read another text for us? Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 16 to 17. This is one of the things that God says to the Israelites before they go into Canaan. Okay, Deuteronomy 20, 16 to 17 says, But of the cities of these peoples, which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance, you shall let nothing that breathes remain alive, but you shall utterly destroy them, the Hittite and Amorite and the Canaanite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite, just as the Lord your God has commanded you. Wow. I see what you're saying, Papa. Right? You shall let nothing that breathes remain alive. You shall destroy them. So that's not just strangers coming and living in your yard. It's more like strangers coming right into your house, killing you, and then living in your house as if it was theirs. So yeah, even worse. And this is where people have a hard time because they ask themselves, isn't killing people and taking their stuff like a bad thing to do? And not just like a little bad thing to do, but like a really bad thing to do. And if it's such a bad thing, then why was God telling the Israelites to do it? Yes, that is a really hard question, Papa. Especially because in all of the episodes we've heard so far, God has been loving, just, and merciful. Why would God give these instructions? Well, Mama, as with most problems like this, a close look at the Bible helps us to understand. First of all, the people who were living in Canaan were not like sweet, innocent people just going about their lives when the terrible invaders came along. No, the people who lived in Canaan had become violent, corrupt, and evil, doing terrible things to each other. God had told the Israelites, it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out from before you. If you read through Leviticus 18, you get a sense of all the crazy things that the people in Canaan were doing, all kinds of disgusting and perverted things that Papa's really not going to even try to talk about. The Bible also talks about 
how they were practicing witchcraft. They had sorcerers, spellcasters, soothsayers, spiritists, and even people who called up the dead. Basically, they were being led by demons. Truly evil. And last, but certainly not least, they were sacrificing children. The Bible talks about how the people of Canaan would let his son or his daughter pass through the fire. Now, some archaeological records were found that tell us that the parents would place their infant babies in the metallic arms of an idol, then light a fire underneath the arms and watch the baby get burned alive and shrivel up. And depending on how the baby shriveled up was whether or not the parents were blessed. This is truly twisted, and this is the kind of thing that was going on in Canaan. Wow, that's really terrible, Papa. I can't even imagine it. So then why was God sending the Israelites to a place where all these bad things were happening? Well, the Bible says that God is full of mercy. But the Bible also says that there's a limit to how bad that God will let things get. Mama, do you remember why God sent the flood? Maybe you can read for us Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 to 7. Sure thing. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. So God sent the flood to destroy everyone but Noah and his family because things had gotten really bad. God will allow people to do bad things and then really bad things and then really, really bad things, but only up to a certain point. Sodom and Gomorrah is another example. There's a line somewhere, and if people cross that line, God is going to act to put a stop to it. In the time of Noah, God put a stop to it through the flood. In the time of Moses and Joshua, God is putting a stop to it through the Israelite invasion. The people in Canaan had crossed a line, and God is sending the Israelites there to put a stop to all the bad things that were happening in Canaan. Okay, that makes sense, Papa. It's very sad to think about. But of course, it makes sense that God will only let things get so bad before he acts. It's just too bad that the people in Canaan didn't know that the Israelites were coming. I mean, if they had known that they were coming, maybe they would have changed. Couldn't the people of Canaan have been warned somehow? Well, that's another thing, Mama. The people of Canaan had plenty of warning that the Israelites were coming. Skipping a little ahead in our story... The Israelites run into a people in Canaan called the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites end up tricking the Israelites into a peace treaty. And when asked why they did it, their answer was, Because your servants were clearly told that the Lord your God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy the inhabitants of the land from before you. 
Therefore, we were very much afraid for our lives because of you and have done this thing. At another time, which actually we'll be talking about in the next episode, two Israelite spies ended up talking to a woman in Jericho, Rahab, who told them, We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. So the people of Canaan had known all the way back when the Israelites came out of Egypt 40 years ago that the Israelites were coming, that God had given Canaan to the Israelites, that God was able to do huge miracles for the Israelites and that they were going to destroy whomever they found in Canaan. The people who lived in Canaan had plenty of time to either stop doing evil or to leave, and they did neither. Well, 40 years. I guess they definitely couldn't say that God didn't give them any warning. Yes, and not only did God give the people of Canaan plenty of warning, but even after the Israelites arrived in Canaan, the people in Canaan were only slowly pushed out. Mama, can you read for us Exodus chapter 23, verses 27 to 30? Of course. Okay, let's see. Exodus 23, verse 27 to 30 reads, I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before you. I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. Right. So based on the text, what would happen to the Canaanites once the Israelites invaded? Would they get like lightning attacked with nowhere to go? Or would they all be slaughtered? No, as the text says, God would drive them out little by little. Exactly. But a quick question, Papa. What about the text from Deuteronomy 20 that we read at the beginning about, you know, let nothing that breathes remain alive, but you shall utterly destroy them? Yes, a great question. And the answer comes from the beginning of that text. The text says, But of the cities of these peoples which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance, you shall let nothing that breathes remain alive, but you shall utterly destroy them. So now we're really starting to see the picture here. Canaan had a large countryside that was dotted here and there with cities. In those days, cities were often also fortresses. And as the Israelites slowly invaded Canaan, the people in the countryside were driven out little by little. So in order to get killed by the Israelites, a number of things would have to have happened first. One, you would have to ignore the 40-year-old news that the Israelites were coming. 
to, you would have had to have ignored the Red Sea miracle and all the other miracles that God did for the Israelites, like the fiery cloud that followed them everywhere, the manna that fed them, the water that had come out of the rocks, the miraculous victories against the Amorites and the Midianites, all these miracles that had made it very clear that a powerful God was supporting them. Three, you would have had to have ignored all the people from the countryside being driven out and running past you, screaming, the Israelites are coming. <laughs> and then you would have had to have decided to hole up in a city and wait for the Israelites to attack. So those were the people who got killed by the Israelites, the ones that were so set on doing bad things and staying right where they were. Well, when you put it all together like that, it makes a lot more sense. Essentially, only those who had refused to listen to the warnings, to change from their evil ways, and to leave Canaan, they were destroyed. Not because they didn't know or because they didn't have enough time, but simply because they chose to go against God the same God who had created them and the land they dwelled in. The same God who had protected and provided for the Israelites in miraculous ways, which they had been witnesses to. Oh, if only they had listened, they could have been spared. Well, thank you, Papa, for clarifying this topic. This will definitely prepare the kidzos for the Israelites' journey into Canaan. Well, thank you, Mama, for coming on and helping me go through it. It's a tough topic, and I hope you'll consider to continue to join me every once in a while in these bonus episodes. What do you think? I look forward to it. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, kidzos, the story continues next time. All right, kidzos, that's it for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed the story. In the next episode, we really will pick up the story with the Israelites taking their first steps into the Promised Land, where they will run into their first major test without their beloved leader, Moses. But until then, to all the kids tuning in, I hope you have an awesome day, God be with you, and I hope we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>